Welcome back to Don't Call a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. For today's episode, we have finished Dark Age. What a what a well named book, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like he he planned that and chose the name. It's, it's, it's I don't that doesn't sound right to me. But um, do you want to get us do you want to get us warmed up so we can be in a in a, in a fired up mood heading yeah. into this this section? Yeah, I'm getting us warmed up. Um, so I just moved recently moved to jackson mississippi uh so send me some water viewers if you got a few bottles lying around just send that my way but that's right um i want to talk about an aspect of moving that i think is kind of insane and that is the truck rental okay have you ever rented a truck to move before like for you to drive like a like a like a u-haul truck yeah you could do it from u-haul but there's a lot of places that that do truck yeah, yeah. rentals have you ever yes, done i've that? done this before how big of a truck did you get uh, do you remember um can, can you give me a can you give me a multiple choice answer here okay we've got uh like a i don't know i think like a 10 foot a 16 foot a 20 foot 22 and 26. Oh, I think I went the sm- on the smaller end. Okay. I think I went like 10. Okay. This is exactly what I want to talk about. There's nothing stopping you from getting a 26-foot truck. Like, you can just go get one of those. And it's just like, <laughs> you don't have to do anything. I, I, I think it's just insane to me how little qualifications you need to rent not only a 26-foot truck... You can also get a trailer to attach your car on the back. And do you know what you have to do in order to get these two things? What? You have to (laughs) sign a form. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Okay. Can can we for a second, actually, can you give me a sense of scale for the, for the like 20, 24 foot? Is that what you said? So like, is how comparable is that to like, uh, 18 wheeler let's say uh or like a or like a city bus okay yeah it's well city buses are different sizes i'm gonna use 18 wheeler because i think that is a good point of comparison it's between okay. a half and three quarters of the length of a u or of an 18 wheeler okay That's and it's much. it's like the same height <laughs> luke you don't have to do anything. You could just get one tomorrow. You could go tomorrow, pick one up, and they'll just be like, okay, have fun. Yeah, that's crazy, actually. Yeah, so I was driving. I didn't have that big of a truck. I was driving, oh, what was I driving? Like a 16-foot truck? But I was towing my car behind it. Okay. Also terrifying. The biggest problem, don't, you're not backing up. You're never backing this thing up. <laughs> of course. And so if, course. You, if you get in a place where you have to back up, because they don't turn on a dime, uh, then the <laughs> truck is staying there. You're leaving it wherever you have gotten it stuck. <laughs> Luke, there's no training. They do no education or anything like this. They just give you the keys that are like, have fun. They don't tell you how to do anything, like how to adjust your mirrors. Nothing. It's just like keys. Enjoy. There's there's a much larger point to be made that that I don't know if I want us to actually get into, which which is the the like U.S. car situation. Correct. But <laughs> just the like the casualness with which we engage in like. What can be huge weapons is pretty crazy. (laughs) Luke, Luke, the worst, uh, maybe not the worst. One of the scariest things about this is you're exactly right. Because if you're driving this 26 foot truck down the freeway and you get into a collision with another vehicle, unless that other vehicle is also a 26 foot rental truck, you are demolishing them. Like, no, like they are gone. They're completely gone. And you are fine because you're sitting like 10 feet up off the roadway. Yeah. Like, 
you hit a Prius with one of these things, game over. And you're fine. You're walking away from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not okay. good. That's not how we want it to be. <laughs> I I don't even want, like, in if I'm in your position of, of moving and needing to rent a truck, I, I want the training, right? Yeah, like, exactly. I, like I wanted it. People that would be like, oh, that's awesome, like, that I don't have to do this. I know I want to go through a multiple hour long training where they like give me give me deets and like assess me i want an assessment of myself yep before i'm trusting luke it was to the point where i was trying to figure out which gas station to go to because i had to fill up the truck before i dropped it off so i was like okay if i take the truck and then have them detach the car trailer first, then I can get the truck back and then go fill it up with gas so I don't get stuck in a gas station with this giant (laughs) truck. (laughs) The backing up thing is is great because there's no rear view mirror, right? No. And you you have to just rely on side mirrors. Mm -hmm. Side mirrors and a buddy. You gotta have a buddy helping you out. And even with the buddy... (laughs) No, there's no shot you're going to back that thing up without training, without practice and training. And I had none of those. (laughs) Um, Okay, okay. Well, I'm assuming that you had, you ended up with no issues. Uh, Nothing that would end up on the news. So I'll say no. Okay, 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 good. Love that. Love that bar that we're setting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I did make it, but I think it it just seems insane to me that we're handing these things out for free almost. Okay, not for free. They're kind of expensive, but like, I don't know, give me a little, give me a little training. I'd also just love to have a little training. Like you were saying, I'd kind of love that. Yeah. Yeah. Pay extra, actually. Yeah. Honestly, it would probably be cheaper because the insurance would be lower. (laughs) Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, the <laughs> trucks, my mirror didn't work. My mirror broke halfway through the drive. Wait, what do you, what do you? So they've got, you you've mean? got, you got four mirrors, right? You've got your driver's okay. side, like flat one and curved one. And then your passenger side, flat one and curved one. Uh-huh. Okay. The passenger side mirrors broke. Like they, they came out of, they, the electronics didn't work. And so they came out of alignment pretty quickly in my drive so i was like (laughs) basically just praying nobody was on my right side when i merged (laughs) and they gave me the truck like that like they didn't test it beforehand they just were like yeah it should be fine and then i found out an hour in oh shit i can't see anything on my right side (laughs) and at that point i'm not stopping because i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get back on the freeway right Right. <laughs> you can't go. You're so far in that you might as well go through at that point. Yeah. <sighs> okay. It was, it, was, it was a thing. It was stressful. It was also weird that, like, the heavier it was, the easier it was to drive. I don't know why that was. Like, the more, the, the, when it was fully loaded, it was easier to drive than when it was empty. So, I don't know what that's about. Anyway. Honestly, my biggest concern there is that you could actually tell the difference. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> love it love it okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be careful next time i see a u-haul oh or, or rental truck on the freeway this is exactly what i want anyone to take away from this is just like give them so much room because they are they're <laughs> maniacs <laughs> all right all right that's good to know that's good to know um okay warmed up dark Let's age talk. Let's talk Dark Age, which we have finished. I think first, <laughs> first we got to give shouts out to Kai Dynamite on the Discord. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Kai Dynamite went to a book signing for Lightbringer, which is the next book in the series. And Pierce Brown did a Q&A that Kai like live chatted on the Discord. Like he, Kai like posted the stuff from the the Q and a session on our discord, which was awesome. Uh, so thank right. you, Kai dynamite. Um, also 
Pierce addressed the the tongueless thing that we were talking about at the beginning of this book. <laughs> yes, I I was very glad to hear this. Although I will say the answer is a little bit unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, hear, hearing back is that I I think Kaidanima said that he was supposed to be like one of the one of the dukes in the syndicate. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I didn't know that I that I'm learning. Is is Pierce's hat thing? Yeah, I didn't know this either. Apparently, uh, Pierce had, I guess, past tense, a hat with every character's name on it, and he would occasionally pick names from it, and whoever he picked had to die. And the connection here is that Tungless was one of the names. Yes, I I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. This this doesn't feel good to me. This feels awful to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Like, why? Why would you do that? I'm writing a book, and I'm leaving the, like, most... Apparently, Severo was in the hat. Like... Yeah, that's crazy. What are you doing, Pierce? You you have to have some control over the story. You can't just leave it up to chance. Otherwise, I'll get ChatGPT to write me a book. And then, I don't know, every now and then I'll have it. I'll throw in a random Mad Lib adjective to, to get it going. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be great. That'd be great. No, he's letting it ride, Dan. God. Can you imagine? That's, that's why it's such a roller coaster. I, can you imagine if he's just he's just only pulling main characters out the hat though? Like he pulls Severo and he's like, oh damn, okay, well. And then he pulls Virginia and it's like, oh come on, what's going on? What if, he just <laughs> Is kills Darryl off? In there, do you think? <laughs> Darrow can't be in there. Come on. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, thanks Kai Dynamite for the updates. Super cool of you. If you're not on the Discord yet. I mean, get on our Discord. Uh, yeah, get on the get on the Discord. That's what we're that's what we're interacting mainly. I we've honestly have have laxed a little bit on the on the Twitter and the in the Reddit. Well, but I, I think Twitter's uh, Twitter and Reddit have both kind of laxed on everything else at this point. So, uh, do you mean X? <sighs> Whatever. I, it's not worth our time. Okay. It's okay. not worth our time. Okay, right? let's 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 talk book. Let's talk let's book. Talk we're getting book. Uh, already sidetracked. Um, okay, <laughs> so where do we? Can we start? I, okay, so there's. I was just gonna say to me to me there's two two sides of the plot in this section, one being with Victra and our team on Mars, and then one being with with Darrow. Yes. Where do, where do you want to go first? Um, you know what's interesting? I actually have very little with Darrow on Mercury. Oh, Most okay. of my notes are on Mars. I think mine are swapped. Okay. Whoa! Okay. Um, let's go. <laughs> Can we go Mars first and then go to Mercury? Sure, yeah. Okay. Luke... I have a few notes about this parasite that Lyria gets. Sure. First, are we not more concerned about this? Like, I feel like we should all be a lot more concerned than we are that this unknown parasite is like kind of in your brain. <laughs> you you mean you mean Lyria should be concerned? Everybody. Why is not everybody concerned? I I get if you have more information. Like Pax, it sounds like knows a little bit about the situation. And right. Victra, it sounds like, knows a little bit. Everybody else should be like, wait, what did you just tell me? It's in your brain right now? And you don't know anything about it or where it came from. That sounds bad. It sounds like we need to get it's... you medical attention immediately. Yeah, but, yeah, but, Dan, it's pretty cool, though. Yeah, cool in what it's way? Pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if you noticed. But at one point, she's able to follow Victra um, by, like, seeing, like, snow prints more easily or, or something along those lines. 
Yeah, Luke, you're also denying the fact that it seems to have wants and desires that are pulling on her to do things. <laughs> Did you forget about that okay. part? Okay, what is this? <laughs> what are we talking about? I mean, it's an alien, right? Is it an alien? Have we? I think we maybe have encountered an alien. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Is okay. this Dross? <laughs> Pierce threw a little Dross action in here. Love it. Thank you, Pierce. Um, don't know. It's got to be an alien, though, because it's extremely gross. And Very gross. You remember when Lyria opens up the egg thing and there's all these, like, spy tools in it that she doesn't know how to use except for one that is, like, the teeth thing? Yeah. The whole inside was described as the color of baby teeth. Lyria chose the words (laughs) baby teeth to describe the interior. The color? The color of baby teeth. I wrote this down because I was like, gross. You couldn't have picked a more (laughs) disgusting way of describing this. (laughs) Why would that be the color? Okay, but like, is that white? Is that ivory? It's, I mean, all synonyms, I think. All could have yeah, been... Yeah, but if it's white or ivory, you say those, because those are obvious. That's what I mean, Luke. I mean, like, <laughs> the, you could have just said that. Instead, you were like, baby teeth. This, oh, the inside of this, it looks like baby teeth. <laughs> right. The thing is, I, I, I think the takeaway, right, is Lyria doesn't necessarily know specifically the color of baby teeth. And so if you were to, if you were to hold hold these two things up, they might not match. However, Lyria is getting the vibes of baby teeth. No, Luke, right? Luke I, I do think that she knows what baby teeth look like. Like, she's seen babies before. But do you think that she's like, I know ba- the color baby tooth well enough? <laughs> I don't think a baby tooth color is unique enough to be like, I don't know, the only thing that this looks like is baby teeth. Right. This is why I think that it has to be like, not just color, but like something about this is reminding me of baby teeth. God, the more we talk about this, the worse, the less I want to talk about the fact that the inside of this <laughs> was described as the color of baby teeth. You, you are you are bringing me on your side about thinking it's an alien because um, aliens are gross mm-hmm. and little machine things are not gross. Right. Like if it was just a little it's machine my... thing, it would be like steel or something. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but if it, if you're going, if it's alien, it's always, always gross, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It, g- it gave me a little bit of leech vibes as well to call back to a oh, previous yeah. book we've read, getting some leech vibes from this. I just think everyone needs to be way more concerned about it. Um, and we're not. So whatever. I guess it's fine. Um, Luke, in a completely different note. Sure. We're introduced to the Askamani in a major way. Okay. Yes. Like yes. we get a I mean, little. We bit, already were. Right? We already were, but we get like a little bit more detail and like these guys are weird. <laughs> My question is, Luke, what sport are the Askamani crushing? What is their okay? What is their niche? And I'm talking like a current like world sport. I have a few current in mind. Known sport. Yeah. Can 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 we do a quick a quick recap on on the vibe? General Askamani. Okay, there's two types structure. of Askamani. There's the little guys with the big heads and the big eyes and then uh-huh. the the bigger ones. I think I don't remember too much about the bigger ones. I think they're lankier like an orangutan. Okay. Okay. They're red in color. They don't let's see. They, I feel like I didn't get a ton more information than this, actually. They have, like, a mucus. They've got their mucus skills. Got it. Right. Mucus skills are key. Um, I think that's most of it. Well, get, well give me your... If you already have some sports that you're thinking, let me, let me hear them. Um, wrestling. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> they get all gooed up. You're not pinning them. <laughs> Good luck pinning one of these guys. Okay, this is a good point. This is a good point. Running yeah. back? 
Mostly the goo. Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm thinking that the say, goo is a big advantage. You're really coming back to the goo, um, which is, I mean, that it's it's fair because the other things are just like they're small boys, mm-hmm. um, or or big or big boys, I guess. Uh, I mean, I what about swimming? Because like they can, I feel like they would never have to come up for breath. But I don't actually know how they're like zero how their like zero atmosphere or survivability works yeah i think they kind of just hibernate Mm. i'm pretty sure they like because when they breached the ship they were like comatose until they woke up okay okay so not swimming so swimming uh maybe diving (laughs) diving and then staying in the pool the classic the, the classic way we assess diving is how long you stay under right <laughs> exactly okay okay yeah i do think we got to stick we got to stick with the goo <laughs> mainly mainly based around how slippery they can get i so mean wrestling i feel like gymnastics has po as well because they're very agile they seem to be very Agile. I mean, they're very agile, but I feel like it's because they have so much experience in zero G, which I feel like actually would not be oh, good for gymnastics. So maybe zero, zero gymnastics they'd be good at. Okay. <laughs> oh, whoa. Do you ever have a thing? Do you ever have a moment where you're like, man, I wish I was born just like a little bit later so I could see this cool thing? And the cool thing, mm-hmm. which is, of course, zero G gymnastics that I would love Obviously. to see. Obviously, the big one that we're thinking of is zero-G gymnastics. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a chance that that's worse than regular gymnastics. Because, like, <laughs> okay, we're getting off on a weird tangent here. But, like, what, what you don't come down. What do you mean? Luke. You're just doing a bunch of flips. Luke, you're only limited. You're no longer... We're removing limitations is what we're doing. We're saying, hey... Gravity isn't the limit anymore. Anymore, this is purely the human body's ability to contort and spin and resist G's. Imagine, imagine there's a new category <laughs> that's like fastest spin before blacking out. Okay, and you, I'd watch that. You see how fast you can front flip? <laughs> Got people like rolling around like Sonic, the Hedgehog. <laughs> I will say this isn't this isn't what I was originally thinking, but I'm I'm on board now. Thank. See, Luke, it's gonna be awesome, and you know it's gonna exist. Like, it's for sure gonna be a thing when we have enough people in zero gravity. Right. I'm excited <laughs> for it. I'm here, here for that. Eskimani, you're gonna crush it. Um. So there'll, there'll be a steep learning curve for us, but but one day, mm. one day, Dan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that we're starting off, starting off light here. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get into it pretty soon here. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got a few more. Do you have any, Do you have something on Mars? Because I feel like I've got a few more. I have one thing on Mars, but I, I, I think it should wait okay. until after. Okay. Um, so let's jump ahead a little bit to mm-hmm. the like betrayal that happens right uh it's not really the, a be- the, it's kind one? of a betrayal yeah okay fair enough uh where Sefi has to take on her dad okay okay <sighs> which we've already talked about this i already complained about this earlier i hate that everyone's related um <laughs> So Sefi takes this on. One, as soon as I read this one, I was like, "Dan's gonna love it." I did not love it. Um, I feel like Sefi missed an opportunity here, and it was. I'm trying to figure out why. Um, Sefi has the ultimate weapon. Currently, it seems like a curse, but in the right circumstance, <laughs> it is an unstoppable weapon. You know how when you're, you were a you're kid, her, her sick arm. Yeah. Thing. You know how when you were a kid, and you'd lick your hand and like push, be like go after your friends with it, and be like, oh, yeah. "I'm using the force," uh, and they would like run away from your slobbered up hand. 
Right. We all did that. Sefi has this, and it's way better. Sefi mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. has to pull her glove off and be like, I'm going to touch you and give you this incurable disease. Whew. This is a good point. This is a good point. Yeah. I mean, okay. It, it's obviously slow acting, so it wouldn't help her necess- like in the, in the fight, I assume. Uh-huh. However, um, I think we all knew she was going to lose this fight. Yeah, of course. And yeah, give me, give give me a sec. Oh, actually, perfect opportunity. I'm assuming the glove slap uh, to initiate a a, a duel feud or, or a duel. Yeah, um, exists uh-huh. in this world. Maybe Def- not in the obsidian. Very but obsidian style. Yeah. <laughs> but do a little modified version of this to start it off, right? Luke, I think there are there are an infinite number of ways to do this when your opponent is someone who literally eats people's hearts. Like there is no biohazard containment that they are concerned about. Like so okay, okay. Actually, I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's going to get the disease. You think so? Cuz he did eat her heart, right? Yeah. It, and, you know, I'm not sure about the details of this, because if the virus has spread to her internal organs, like, or if it's just contained in her heart or in her arm, because, it, like, right. people can touch her other body parts, just not the hand and arm. Right. I mean, we do hear, right, I think they have not cut off her arm to contain the virus because they say... Even if they do, it will just, like, keep spreading still or something. Yes, this is true. Oh. He's, got, he's, got the, he's got it. Does he have I it? Think. I hope so. How funny would that be if it's like, hey, yeah, so you know how you've been eating people's internal organs, like, raw for decades <laughs> now? You have all the diseases. Like, you just have all it of was, them. It was a poor, it was a poor choice. It was going to catch up with you eventually. We knew we knew that. You got space hepatitis. Like, of course you were gonna get space hepatitis, buddy. Like, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Come on. God. Honestly, very very good way to wage some biological warfare against against obsidians. Just like have all of your have all of your fighters have some kind of disease. Um, I, I don't want to talk about the morality of that necessarily, but it's an option. It is, it is always an option. This is true. (laughs) Um, okay. But this does get to a point that I want to bring up, which, so Sefi's death was pretty rough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Luke. Yeah. It was awful. Pretty bad. Um, and more broadly like there's there's a few like big deaths in this section that we've read and i feel like all of them were extremely disrespectful Ooh. do you know what i mean to the people like, a lot dying. Of times, yes like a lot of times i'm okay with a big character dying if they die in a cool way oh yeah these deaths, which um, are Sefi, obviously. Yep. We won't talk about it yet, but Alexander dies later. Oh, God. I forgot um, about that. Yeah. Ephraim. Ephraim also. Extremely, like, unsatisfying death. And then, like, this isn't quite on the same level, but, but Victra's son that she gives birth to. Extremely disrespectful death. The love night. I think that was also incredibly disrespectful. How she went out. Yes, yes. All of them are just like ah, it's terrible. Yeah, but but hold on, Luke, because Cassius isn't dead, so we have to re- detract <laughs> that from all the disrespect. So we've we've put okay. respect back on Cassius. Well, okay, but the the Cassius death that we thought happened 
was a good death, though. Was it? He he bled out for after like fighting after a bunch of people. Beating like thirty guys in a duel, though. I think that's it's better than Sefi yeah. losing a duel and having her like lungs slowly cut out or something. <sighs> yeah. Damn. Very tough. Very tough. All of them. Yeah, all of them. Were, well, have any of them been very good this book? Aside from okay. Like, Daxo's death was pitiful. Daxo just got ran over by a mob and then his head cut off and kicked around. Like That one was tough. Did anybody have a good death? Was any death good? No, I don't think so. I can't think of a single death that was, like, like heroic in the traditional way. Let me jump ahead, but but I don't want us to to more permanently to to talk about Alexander mm-hmm. for just a second, mm-hmm. because this was tough that Alexander got brought back because he had a great death, right? His death before he comes back, before uh-huh. we know that he's alive, was essentially he sacrificed himself in a superheroic way to save uh, a bunch of civilians. Yes, yes, it's great death. Great death for for my guy. Very noble, very good. Love Alexander after this. And then he's back, and we're hyped. And then his death is just like getting shot in the head in a kind of very frustrating way. How do you not have defenses against this? I don't understand. I mean, this is what I've been talking about for a long time. Of like they practice with the sword so much, and then it's like, yeah, I just shoot him in the head. He just pulled an Indiana Jones <laughs> on him, and it's like, yeah, why aren't they all doing that? You got to be ready for the Indiana Jones move. It's a classic. Um, <laughs> we are getting ahead of ourselves, but you're right. All yeah. of these deaths have been so okay. I think of all of them, Ephraim's death is pretty heroic. I, okay, it would. It would be if it had worked. Yeah. I mean, I think it still is, even though it didn't work. Yes. I, sure. However, also kind of a dick move to to tell, was it Volga? He's like, hey, uh-huh. I'm coming back. I promise. And then he, you never say that. And then he's like, I'm wicked not coming back. <laughs> He's like, he like leaves and he thinks about it for like five seconds. I imagine he's like, yeah, I'm probably not coming back. Oh, <sighs> dick move, Ephraim. It is. It is. Yeah. How, how do we feel about how about Ephraim's death? Because like, uh, did we officially turn on Ephraim? Like I was on, I was on board with the redemption you, from day you one. You were always pro Ephraim. I think I was, I reluctantly became quite pro Ephraim. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because of the Ephraim and Pax situation. So good. So, so delightful. Um, actually, okay. This, this will lead me to the last thing that I have on this section of Mars, mm-hmm. which is kind of the whole Victra and Volga being captured by the Red Hand, Lyria having this crazy plan that saves them and then uh pax and ephraim and i honestly forget <laughs> several victor's daughter's name uh, electra electra and other other randos from mars come come and save them this the ending of this was such a hype moment mm-hmm. especially I, I should have written down to look back on like Ephraim's perspective when Pax walks out after after his like super cool move. Mm-hmm. But it was awesome. Yes. Yes. This is a top 10 it was moment. Awesome. Yeah. And then Ephraim dies and it's like, okay. <laughs> Ephraim, literally, like, I was on such a high after that chapter. And then it's like the next two are like Sefi getting absolutely demolished and Ephraim dying without achieving 
what we were, what he was trying to, and just like immediately crashed back down. Yeah, but Luke, he was worthy though. He was worthy. He, apparently, he was worthy, which honestly felt more like an insult than a compliment when it was said. Like I get that Fa meant it as a compliment, but it honestly coming from yeah. him, it's like I hate you so much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Mm. Pierce Pierce really does take us up and down a lot. Yeah. Like when uh Mustang does her little iron ring and they light up. Mm. They've apparently had time to prep a sling blade fire for her arrival. Uh very yeah. cool. We love that. Um also though fire is a good analogy because like literally everything seems to be on fire right now. Like right. Things are very bad. Yeah, yeah. This, since it counts, since we're since it also happens on Mars, this at the very end of Mustang coming back to Mars. Also, I think huge hype moment. Um, but yeah, it comes it comes at the end of the book when it's like, wow, things are looking terrible. <laughs> wow, how are they gonna do anything now? Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, so yeah, the, the, the ups and downs, I think were an extreme in this section, especially, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I feel about it. I, I realize, I realize that I feel this way every book essentially, but it's like, I don't know. I, it's tough to take, it's tough to, to, to read these, you know, I know the emotions. I know. I know. They're all over the place, Luke. Uh, Yeah. I don't want to get into it right now. We'll get into it at the end. Okay, I think we should. Do you, get... do you want to go to Mercury? Let's go to Mercury. Let's go see what Darrow's up to, and his plan to get Darrow... this genius to help him out. <laughs> um, so I, I I have actually a lot more on like Lysander than yeah. I have on Darrow. Um, <laughs> the first of which is, uh, so so Lysander has this this plan with the fear knight and escapes and um, has kind of tricked people into at least somewhat believing his story. And he fit. Do you remember the way that he figured out Darrow's plan? By the weight Darrow's of the EMP cargo plan, shuttles, the, the density of whatever is in those cargo shuttles. Uh-huh. Fuck you, dude. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, but Luke, he's got the mind's eye, so... Stop it. It's basi- Stop it. It's basically it. x-ray. <laughs> this isn't fair. Uh, okay. I mean... <laughs> it does It does go to show, like, Lysander's strengths. Um, Can you imagine, though, if he was, like... He had come up with this elaborate plan of, like, what he thought was happening... And then he goes to the master maker and he's like, look, I already know what's happening. You got to You got to change up the plan. And the dude's like, uh, what are you talking about? He's just shipping all his <laughs> gold off planet. Cause he needs to keep that wealth. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Oh, you gotta but help no. me though. But no, Lysander, Lysander is correct though. Kind of a genius, I guess. I guess, I guess. Okay. So, um, We've already talked about Alexander's death a little bit, so so I'm not really going to go over it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but after this, there's the there's the battle, and I really appreciate Pierce for wanting to write a sci-fi book, but also wanting to write a fantasy book. Yeah. And including a cavalry charge. Correct. And like swords and essentially spears and hammers. I'm I'm into it. Right. We just had a fantasy battle. You're no, you're totally right. I didn't even realize until you put it that way, but we had like archers and like crossbowmen up on the rooftops. And like Right. It's a it's a cavalry charge. The way that they stop it is they use their their razors. And essentially what is like, like a pike know, the formation. classic like spears pike into the ground move. 
Thrax is running around with a gigantic hammer. <laughs> I mean, it's it also makes sense because this is a time when there's the EMP has been fired, and so there's no electricity. Yes. So it it has kind of taken us back to that sort of combat. Right. I mean, they do still have like guns and stuff, but but yes, yes. But, I I just I you usually have to choose between sci-fi and fantasy. Not today. Not today. I love it too. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Where the, Go ahead. Where's the Where's the wizard in this? Who's the wizard in this battle? Um, I w- I would say maybe the master maker. I think he is the wizard as well. He's cast the magic spell to turn right. everything dark. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, we just had a cool little fantasy battle. little fantasy battle. Uh, the other thing I want to say about the horses, um, can we stop just making horses bigger? We can't, like, <laughs> it's always like, horse. This these horses are so much cooler than those other horses, and it's always just bigger. Well, yeah, because they can stomp on you. <laughs> <laughs> These ones are we're just cranking that up to eleven. I don't know the measurement of what hands means, and when we talk about how many hands tall mm-hmm. horses, mm-hmm. but these ones are are like twenty six of them, mm-hmm. which is really, which is really big. Next time, next time we want to make horses cool, give me something else. Scales, maybe. Scales, maybe a venom sack. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it. <laughs> Um, 26 hands is the max. Okay. Mm-hmm. You think, okay, okay. This, maybe this is why the society collapsed. This was the start of their no, problems. No, oh, are we no coming up creativity. with a, this might be a on the fly theory here, but, but maybe we can trace it all back to their hubris, their horse hubris, thinking they could make a okay. horse that was so big. <laughs> And then one thing leads to another, and Darrow's running through their whole society, smashing mm. it up. Darrow, who famously hates horses. <laughs> right. I mean, look who the current, uh, look who the current, <laughs> the current head of the Republic, nickname. <laughs> I mean, the pieces are just fitting right into place, Luke. They're, they're falling in. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Man, all right. the The grand horse theory is what we're is what we'll call it. Okay. Um, and then I'm I'm kind of just going through what happens here. Uh, I maybe I was being naive, mm-hmm. but I was really expecting another Darrow hype moment here where Mm. Darrow pulls something crazy out Mm -hmm. and finds a way to win. You're talking about this Lysander charge at the end with the horses? The the Lysander charge, um, which we get another awesome description from Lysander of the events where, where Darrow does look very cool. Yeah. Um, But ultimately, ultimately Darrow takes the L Mm -hmm. on this. Which I was bummed by because, God, Lysander sucks, right? Okay, I have... Lysander seems like a total loser, right? (laughs) I I can find no redeeming qualities for Lysander. He just sounds, like, sad and not very cool. And, like, everyone's kind of putting up with him because his dad was... Or his grandma was famous. Uh But he's kind of a stick in the mud. He sounds awful. He sounds super lousy. Yeah, I, I I agree. He's also just, I don't know. I don't know. He's bothering me a lot more than I feel like past villains have. And maybe it's because we're seeing it like from his perspective. Whereas like, for example, uh, the Jackal, right? We weren't actually seeing the Jackal's perspective. And so it's just like, yeah, that guy's like a terrible monster, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lysander is just Lysander's just getting under my skin a little bit. I right. think is is the takeaway here. I think a big part of it for me is that he's constantly like justifying his behavior and his actions, and his justification mm. sucks. His justification is like not 
good. And it's like, dude, yeah. you're so smart. Uh, no, no, no. This is what it reminds me of. He reminds me of one of those those guys on the internet who thinks they know everything and is like commenting and like correcting people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, is the burden of your intelligence just so much? Oh, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do. Th- I do think the self justification I th- might be the key here. That's bothering me the most. And it's like, it's like no, dude, you're you just you just want to be the king or whatever right. it is. Right. He honestly, his win at the end wasn't even that impressive. Like he was not very impressive in the final victory. Right. All it was was the, like the fighting part of it. You mean? Yeah. Like, sure. He had a good fight with Darrow and he did a cool move. But like, aside from that, the only reason people are rallying to him and like the plan was really the master maker coming up with the plan. Mm, like yeah sure. i'll make this emp do this thing and that will enable you to do this freaking cavalry charge um right like this was not a darrow level cool plan do you know what i mean this was like this was so <laughs> stupid this is not a good plan i okay so to be fair i i think that we are biased unsurprisingly a little bit all right because like I think the reason that it's not a cool plan is because he doesn't have the like moral high ground. Okay, fair. Fair. Because, Actually, like yeah. it, with the moral high ground, his thing of like raising up the the population and and doing this thing would be super cool. But since we know it's like what it's like you know, we're the thing that he's trying to do is terrible and like why the f- why are you uh, low-level Mercurians, whatever you call yourselves, like rising up with the? What are you doing? Well, there's like a lot of parallels. Did you notice like the extreme parallels between Lysander and Pax? And and Pax, like Darrow's son, you mean? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I can see it. There's yeah. like huge parallels between the two of them, right? Like they... Pax in this section leads a popular uprising against a terrorist organization on Mars. Lysander mm-hmm. leads a popular uprising against what could be seen as a terrorist insurgency on Mercury. They both have this like high cognitive like processing ability. Um, they're both. And, and I, I think there's an, an even maybe, I don't know another parallel with Darrow from like book three or something when he uh, does something similar on like the, I forget what moon it was, but he does something in book three where he like uh, sends out this video, right? Mm -hmm. The same thing that Lysander does calling people to arms. Right. I think so. I think that's another parallel. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, And, I think, right, and I mean, of course, too, there's this idea that the Sovereign is preparing this kind of next in line, and we see the difference in these, Pax and Lysander are both kind of in the same role, and we see how different the, like, preparation has made them, whereas, like, Pax is doing cool fighter stunts, and yeah, is sad sometimes, but he seems to have good friends around him, and... Lysander is like married to his like aunt kind of who killed his mom and like is I don't know just kind of a dork yeah yeah and he hates everything he's just kind of miserable Yes, yes. All these Um, society people are so J level dude it's insane like the the (laughs) It's it's truly wild to me that they made it this far because they're all so... J- Even Lysander, who thinks he's going to be the savior of all the golds, is so J-level. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move us slightly on okay. for a sec. Let's, let's go. But it's still related to Lysander, which is, as you mentioned, the death of his mom. Yep. 
Um, so the love knight tells him the story on her deathbed where I think she and um, Atalantia planted a bomb on Lysander's mom's uh, ship because Octavia ordered it because Lysander's mom was planning a coup, right? Mm -hmm. And it's this huge, this huge betrayal uh, and casts Octavia in a new light, I think, in Lysander's mind, but also... I think kind of changes his plans in relation to Atalantia for like the next book. I'm guessing mm -hmm. the thing that I will say, and I, I hate, I hate to defend Octavia on this. Uh oh, you can't plan a coup. Okay. <laughs> She's like, if, if I'm going to take it at face value, uh huh. The story from the from the love night. Yeah. Um, if you're planning a coup of the essentially the dictator of the most J level empire of all time, if you get caught, you're going to die. Mm hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, that's given for sure. Although, I mean. But from Lysander's perspective, he he doesn't he doesn't see the society I think in the same way we do, where it's like this fascist dictatorship. Like he sees it as trying to be an honorable and good thing. And so maybe the coup maybe the coup wasn't violent. Maybe it was just like a hey we we don't want to be a part of this anymore. So we're getting a new sovereign. Sure, I I guess I'm just curious what what he thinks the appropriate reaction would have been. Mm. Stern talking to. A stern talking to, yeah. By the woman who burned a moon, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. Yeah, but None I... of this is surprising. Maybe Lysander. maybe he's more upset that his mom was dumb enough to try and do a coup. <laughs> maybe he's maybe. like maybe he's like, man, I wish my mom hadn't been such an idiot. <laughs> Could be, yeah, yeah. No, either 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 way, I don't know. the 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 bomb that killed his mom will rhyme there. Um, yeah, it's a coup. It's a coup. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you get that upset at the Love Knight or Atalantia, though. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, of course, that's what they're going to order you to do. Right. Um, okay. Very last thing. Um, we talk about the udders? You want to talk about the udders? <laughs> the what? No. Oh, well, well then I'm going to... Well, let's do yours, and then we'll talk about the udders. Okay, I think, I think that's going to end up being the correct order. <laughs> Importance-wise. Um, how hyped for the Cassius return? I am cautiously optimistic is where I'm putting myself because, because Luke, I am so sick of sad boy Cassius. If Cassius is mm. the same Cassius that we got in book four, I want him to be shot to the sun. Okay. I want, I want. I want Cassius to have rescued Darrow and then bye Cassius. You're boring and sad all the time. Get over yourself. Okay. Okay. I, I think I agree with you on not wanting sad Cassius. However, I think would love to see Darrow Cassius dynamic duo. Can we take it a step further I'm going to make a prediction for the, one of the hypest moments we could see in any of these books. Darrow Cassius Severo mm -hmm. going wild. <laughs> Put him anywhere and then just let him play, coach. Let him play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine I, how I, amazing that would be? I know. Because I... I think... Uh, I think I didn't realize this. But I love me some Darrow and Cassius. Yeah. It's a very different dynamic from Darrow and Severo, right? 
It's very different. Yes. <laughs> In a way, it feels much more like a normal friendship. Like a Darrow Cassius <laughs> is like a normal friendship, whereas a Darrow Severo it's, it's is like a weird equal. cult leader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've forgotten that, actually. You're right. Darrow Cassius is way more normal than a Darrow Severo situation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped now. I'm hyped now. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for Cassius. Uh, before we get there, though, Luke, we got to talk about these udders. Um, <laughs> this is a Lysander thing. Maybe this is indicative of how much brain function Lysander has lost in the chair. He has set out a feast for Apple, for Apollonius. Mm. He's listing mm-hmm. all the things in the feast. All of it sounds pretty standard fare. And then we get to wine-steamed sow udders. Okay. That's a joke, right? I did, Lysander's fucking with Apollonius. I did Apollonius. read past this. Oof. It has to be. He's like, oh. That's not a delicacy. Oh, That's tr- not a delicacy. Try the, sorry. try the sow udders. They're a delicacy on Mercury. Please have some. <laughs> <laughs> also what is wine steamed i don't know <laughs> it's steamed in like why let's okay anyway um I, don't, I mean in a in a society that's like that's diet includes hummingbird tongues mm-hmm. yeah is it that outrageous yeah because this sounds terrible it doesn't, You're saying hummingbird tongue sounds awesome. Hummingbird tongues, at least I could see as being a delicacy. I have never looked at an udder and been like, oh, I'd like to eat that. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Uh, granted, I've never looked at a hummingbird tongue and thought I'd like to eat that, but I can at least... Well, there's a, there's a status symbol like associated with eating hummingbird tongues. Correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> with saladers, there is the opposite. I think. Correct. Um, I do wonder, though, like, is somebody pregnant that we are not privy to? And what I want to draw your attention to are all the, like, signals for baby. We've got baby teeth. We've got udders. You know? Who might be pregnant that we don't know is pregnant? Okay. Mustang? I mean, I feel like that's the most obvious, but... I mean, Volga... Oh, no. What if Volga's pregnant? Volga Volga, and what, Ephraim? Could be. No, Volga said that they took her womb, I think. Yes, however, when they get rescued, she, like, I think potentially has an operation. I mean, I, they they did talk a little bit about like the cost associated with, yes, with it. I th- I think I kind of assumed that it happened. It would, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess things things happen pretty quickly, in the in the medical system here. Yeah, if they finally figured it out, figured out single payer. Okay, okay. <laughs> you, you're thinking Volga and Ephraim Jr. Oh. I don't know if I want to put Ephraim on that, though, because that relationship didn't feel like that. To it me. was more of a father-daughter thing. That, I think. Yeah, that's correct. Um, mm. Is Lysander going to have a kid? I don't love that. I don't love it either. Well, eagle-eyed readers, keep an eye out. Who's secretly pregnant? Severo? <laughs> I'm going to say um, my prediction, which you're going to love, is um, Jekyll Twin 2.0. Miss me with that. Miss me with that entirely. <laughs> it's coming. We'll see. We'll see. Freaking abomination. I get it out of here. I want this to be the first character that Pierce pulls out of a hat next book. I want this to be a tongueless situation where we start the next book and it's like, Oh, Jackal 2 actually died during the poison attack, so we don't have to deal with that anymore. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, okay. 
Speaking of which, Luke, next book. Next book. First third of Lightbringer for next week. That's right. That's 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 why we that's why we read this. Sadly, we planned this before learning that Pierce had cut it into two. So Lightbringer is not the final book. Damn you, Pierce. In the series. But we will be starting that for next week. Mm-hmm. Read the first third. We'll bring the hot takes. And be the dumb nerds. Mm-hmm.